All right. Let's do this one last time. My name is Randy May. And uh, I started a podcast with my friend. All right, people. Let's do this one last time. I'm Jeremiah, and I started a podcast with my friend. And this time we're talking about Spider-Man. But it's the second one. It's the second the one. Across one. the universe. Miles Morales one. The, yes. I don't. <laughs> across, is it across the universe? It, wait. Across the no, universe. the Spider-Verse. Across, across the, the universe is what they're playing off of. Which yeah, across the Spider-Verse. Beatles well, what was thing. the first one? Into? Into, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I was like. What was it? it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah like I just watched it. this movie. What's it called? We know what the movie is. We know what we're talking about, okay? We started a podcast. Yeah. All right. Let's, do this. With the let's do this one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Randy May, and uh, this is my co-host. This is Jeremiah, and I'm doing this one last and time. And we're doing again. a podcast called This Is About Movies? Movies? It's a question mark at the end. That's why our voice Because sometimes it isn't. Um, <laughs> because sometimes it isn't. Because, I mean, for real, <laughs> even today, we talked for like an hour about stuff that had nothing to do with this movie, and then we started talking about the movie. Uh, yeah, well, who knows how much Who knows will actually, if that will actually make it into the episode or not. You'll find out here in a few moments. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but we're, we're sorry. We're actually friends, and we actually talk. Right? Our fault. <laughs> we actually talk about other things. I, didn't, I can't believe I didn't talk about Diablo 4 at all. I was like, that was pretty good. Well, we did. I just didn't hit record. Oh, okay, okay. So that was that was my bad. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, uh, we're talking about Spider-Man across the universe. To, gosh dang it. No, that was it. We're talking about across Spider-Man the, across the Spider-Verse. Uh, oh, oh, across the universe, yeah. Uh, Spider-Verse, universe. Uh, same difference. It's all Spider-Verse, baby. It's all Spider-Man all the way down. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, it's a good time. It's a good conversation. Uh, go see the movie. It's real Don't good. listen to us until you've seen the movie because it's just a fantastic movie. Although I don't know how much we'd spoil it, but I don't know that you we know do. what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's true. But even still, go see the movie. Oh, first. it's so good. Look, the movie is better than this episode, so just go yeah. watch the movie. <laughs> um, if uh, you have seen the movie and you're ready to listen to this episode, then thank you for being here hey, and you know what you. thanks join our discord because we want more people there in the in the, click di- on the description in the, in the description the doobly do click the uh, doobly do is that a matt coville thing only or I is thought that it was uh vlog brothers i don't even know who they are i've only heard it from matt coville so i just assumed he did it i, I assumed they but i should that. not assume uh but you should Join the Discord. <laughs> Assume uh, that doobly do is in the doobly. Yeah, there you go. Uh, join the Discord. You know what? Leave us a rating on uh, whatever uh, platform you're listening to this on. Go, go it would really help us review. out. It's words. Um, leave us some stars, some numbers, whatever's there. I promise I'll read it. Uh, we'd appreciate it. It would really help us out. Unless and, you didn't. Unless you didn't uh, or like just tell it. your I mean, friends. Tell your friends about the show. That'd be great. <laughs> um, don't leave a review if you didn't like it. We don't, we don't need your kind. <laughs> We hope you liked today's episode. Uh, we hope you liked the movie, but even more importantly, we hope that you uh, are oh, here you to hang out and have a good conversation. So, who, who would do that? I, I mean, I can't imagine it, but look. I can't either. I can't either. In a world where there are infinite possibilities. An infinite spider. There's bands. a lot of people who didn't like this movie. So <laughs> There's infinite people. Infinite like people, movie. yeah. So uh, anyways, if you're one of those infinite people. There's infinite people named Karen who didn't like this movie. Oh, <laughs> There's infinite people named Jeremiah and Randy who didn't like this movie. That's terrifying. Oh, I don't, God. Nope. Well, hey, fortunately, we're the ones who liked it. So here we go. <laughs>
how does spider society work? <laughs> because speaking of the fourth dimension, I don't know how, how about a billion dimensions. How about a billion dimensions? How just from a like logistics standpoint, <laughs> everybody that we're following is like the cool upper echelon Spider-Mans. You know, they're like the ones in charge. So it makes sense that they're able to like run around and fight crime and do stuff. But like they have like these whole scenes where they're just like, they fall like into the underbelly of spider society. And (laughs) there's like an underground. Is that where the Spider-Man criminals hang out? Like janitor under there. Is that where the the poor (laughs) Spider-Man work? There's a janitor down there. There's somebody running a hot dog stand. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying I'm the, I see this I'm stuff. I'm the hot dog spider man. Right. We're like, <laughs> it, is this a situation get of you, when everybody's dogs. special, nobody's special type yeah. of thing? But here's the the bigger thing. It's like, okay, cool. Spider-Man, yeah, you'll figure out how to make that work. But nobody lives there. Yeah. Everybody that's lives in their own. Dimension, right? That's like their part-time job on top of their full-time job which is being Spider-Man in their universe. So <laughs> when they're done being Spider-Man, which never ends, by the way, they just were like, hey, I need a break. I'm going to go make hot dogs in spider society. <laughs> that's all. That's my only question. That's the only thing I, I it's not even that I didn't even like it. I love, I love this movie so freaking much. <laughs> and that's the only question I have is how does spider society work? <laughs> once, there's, once there's infinity of something, there's uh, there's infinity. Of I get, maybe their shifts are like ten minutes. That seems like a nightmare, but it's like <laughs> all right, and you, and you, you got your ten have to minute rotate through ten every rotation. position in Spider but then, Society. And then apparently everybody is there except for Miles. Yeah, everybody knows about it except or Miles least, or, or least, Gwen. I guess at least they get one to of a, every type because they're because in a, in an infinite Spider Verse, there's also infinite Gwens and there's infinite the the Spanish one. So in There'll but I think in this, <clears throat> I don't know if it is an infinite number though. I think in their, in their, in the like Spider-Man and not even just Marvel, but just Spider-Man multiverse going on here. There is only one of each type of Spider-Man. <laughs> but, and what I mean by that is that even though there are multiple Peter Parkers, they are different. They're not, it's not like you would see miles exactly as miles although he has you know he yeah, met miles but that. it is a very different miles now it's a different miles in the sense that this is a miles who has made different choices yeah you know but who knows but every other spider-man though like we've never met another gwen period we've never met a we've met like a couple peter parker peter Parker and, peter B. and maybe half of those other people that we see are Peter Parker's, but like, we just don't know, you know, cause everybody's yeah. out there wearing their masks. But it seems to me like the way that they're setting up their universe is not that there's an infinite number of same Peter Parker's and same Miles's and same Gwen's, but there's an infinite number of like different ones. And they, the movie is only going to show us the, like well, the ones who well, have a infinity, difference that is very distinguishable. Infinity means infinite number of different no, I, ones. I know what infinity and means. And infinity I'm just, number of each one of those different well, ones. Well, does it though? I don't that's, know. Like, yeah, I think, but I think is. in their like, you know, dreamscape of this whole thing, like they, well, their this, this also isn't every Spider-Man can get to that world, <laughs> right? That's it's only the ones that I can't remember his name, Miguel. Miguel that's yeah. not it. Can pull. It's the ones that he's pulled there to stop the things from happening right and so, i think at this point there was like this this I isn't think it was, actually a spider-man home world it's yeah a, it's a spider-man no. it's like uh it's a it's a 
it's a guild house, yeah. you know, for for <laughs> spider spiders. But it, it seems to me like it's only only spider people who have had their um, canon event happen, and they've made a couple exceptions for people whose canon event has not happened yet, because. There's like, but then at the same time, like it yeah, feels like there's yeah. quite a few exceptions that they've made because well, everybody, that, but like, everybody that he, he meets along that? the way, everybody that Miles meets, like even like the the Spider-Man kid from India, is like in on it. You know, he knows he's met these people before. Yeah, but his Canada event hadn't even happened. Exactly. So I'm saying it kind of seems like because that was the reasoning that they miles. gave for miles. They were like, well, miles can't be here. He's not supposed to be here. Like, because his canon event. I happened, thought, happened I thought they were implying more like, well, Mi- miles. Yeah. Miles has a special circumstances as well. Made the connections. So he can't like, like none of these universes were connected in that way until miles's universe was the one that did it. Oh, okay. So this, first so this society didn't even exist until, and it, was Miles, really it was Miles. It was Miles's fault. Yes, because of because all of, of the, because of the first movie. What happened with the the canon? Okay, now I have more questions about <laughs> Spider Society, uh, and that is how the heck do you build that super city in the how many like uh, future one, AI one stuff, year yeah. that's passed? You well, know, whatever also, it's been. I'm assuming future AI in, stuff. Could they didn't like take over some <laughs> Spider Man's world that didn't have a spider-man you know they like they didn't build this dimension up from nothing so it's, yeah, but there wouldn't be a city there why not because what do you mean so somebody like, else like built say this city? It, like say it's spider-man 2099's home universe mm-hmm. and like that is his home he's already in the future so so where'd everybody else go to his home so oh, there are lots of people in that world that are not spider-man spider people Oh, where did everyone else go? I'm assuming we're only seeing like the spider tower. Oh, no, they made me think. I, like, I the, assumed like the that rest, the entire like the world. The people on the trains and stuff weren't Spider-Man. Is what I'm sure. I, I assume they were spider people. Like well, everybody well, she, in that she, world She like was walked into people. the building and then she was like, this is the home of spider people. She said, welcome to spider society, which e- made me think that the whole world was spider people. Yeah. Yeah. And it was as they were walking into the building upside down. Yeah. So that building specifically is even upside down. So I'm, I was, I assumed that building was where Spider People. Interesting. Were. Okay. So you're like thinking it that it, that it is Spider Man 2099's. That well, I mean, that's world, what I or something like, that. Yeah, something like that. And so, okay, that would actually make more sense as to how that society works. My assumption was that this is a special like pocket universe where only Spider People know how to get there yeah but then like how do you create yeah how do you create that universe or was it like apparently a universe you know there was a universe filled with no people and filled with technological well, buildings you do the thing uh the, well i guess that one that's what infinity is and two <laughs> <laughs> if if whatever happened in the first spider-man universe movie if miles really did make infinite universe that connected then there would be a universe that had all this technology in it and no people because yeah, infinity. because infinity but no i i assumed it was what is his name who are you trying to talk about the the bad guy spider-man spider-man 2099 the bad guy miguel? is he a bad guy i mean he's he's miguel o'hara he's an name. antagonist of sorts uh he is definitely an antagonist yeah i don't know if he's a bad guy yet he might be he might be the bad guy i kind of refer i kind of refer to 
antagonist as the bad guy. No, I know what you mean. I, I mean, I would say in this movie, Holes is not really, or not Holes. I'd, I'd just His say name is Sp- The Spot, guys, but like know? Holes is what I'm going to call him. Uh, yeah, he's kind of a distraction right now, but it sounds like he will be he's, like a much bigger he part. He suddenly got very, very yeah. powerful there, yeah. Uh, but it feels like in a more real way, Miguel O'Hara is is the antagonist of this film. And also just... Until, until he met... Uh, his, his circumstances you know? other miles yeah yeah miles would probably be probably from, be some from universe thing. 42 but i mean who knows i don't think they're gonna do these movies are not cliche they don't feel that way they'll take cliches but then they'll twist them and make them interesting which i think is great there's a lot of ways that the third film could go that are predictable and i don't know if they'll go that way or not like miles teams up with you know, good miles teams up with bad miles because yeah. they learn their lessons and they realize they're better together. You know, like that. Yeah, kind I, do, of I stuff. do have the feeling the third movie but, is just going to be like, you already know what it is. Get in here and watch it. it. Get yeah. it maybe I kind of honestly, I didn't know what to think about the second movie, but, but this, they this really second movie, me, the so. whole thing was just, you don't know what's going to happen. You exactly. don't know what's going to yeah. happen. You don't know what's gonna, okay. It's going to be the fake out. We got you. <laughs> like, go. Yeah. Well, to me, it felt like they, I don't know. Part of the reason why I don't like Iron Man 2, okay, is because everything in Iron Man 2, uh, when it comes to Tony Stark's journey, all right, is just a rehash of what happened in Iron Man 1. Iron Man gets to a certain point as a character at the end of Iron Man 1 where we're ready for him to, like, be a little bit more responsible and still, you know, this kind of witty sort of playboy character that Tony Stark is, but he's now... He has more maturity. He is he is a better understanding of the world, and and he's learned some valuable lessons about himself and the people around him. The second movie is kind of like, yeah, no, we're just going to start over, and he's going to be a jerk and a playboy <laughs> again, and he's going to learn a valuable lesson about the world and people around him, and then by the end of that, then then he'll be uh, a, a functioning human being. And then in the third movie, the third movie kind of goes, okay, yeah, cool, he's a functioning human being, cool, all right. What do functioning human beings need? kids <laughs> they need a kid to watch after so it's like all right cool uh i mean that's fine and spider-man 3 is not spider-man 3 <laughs> iron man 3 is fine but yeah so the second one i just always thought man it's just like we didn't nothing new happened in this story it was just a rehash of the like the same journey that the first one took only, only this, it has been forever since I've seen Sp- Iron Man 2. I'm going to keep saying Spider-Man. Uh, I, I have not seen Iron Man 2 since it was in theaters. Spider-Man. Uh, so forgive me, Iron Man 2 fans, if I'm if I'm making mistakes, but that was my takeaway however many years ago it was that that came out. <laughs> uh, all right, so jump to uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, Across the Spider-Verse does deal with the same issues that the first movie presented. It doesn't try and like necessarily... Well, it does introduce new conflicts and new struggles that these characters have to undergo and go through. It doesn't forget about the struggles that they were already going through, but instead of rehashing them, it looks at them differently or acknowledges that there are some things in life that will always be difficult and you have to constantly be navigating through those circumstances. For example, being a parent. Obviously, the first film has a lot to do with being a mentor, uh, good mentors, bad mentors, somewhere in between, and their impact on the 
mentees, you know, the people like Miles, you know, he has all these mentors to look up to and, and he, his journey to becoming Spider-Man is, is this balance between finding wisdom in the mentors that he has, both good and bad, and finding something within himself that can then push him that much further, you know, into becoming that hero. And I think it's really cool how they explore that. Uh, through his uncle as a mentor who like is able to like provide a, a space where he can be this ideal version of himself but with some drawbacks you know there's no responsibility there but then you have his dad who's like all responsibility all the time no self type of thinking and so he learns something from his father but there's there's limitations there his mother provides this like safe space but also a place where he has to like come to terms with some like hard truths and there's it's just a really good balance of like how we grow with people above us who are older and wiser who have experienced things before us mm-hmm. and then how even though those those people in our life have an important part in our life an important impact in our life there's still also something that we have to contribute as well at some point at a certain point we have to take uh, measures into our own hands and make decisions and that's kind of how the first film plays out. And in this film, it doesn't just throw that out and go, cool, his relationship with his dad is perfect now. You know, <laughs> it's like, no, it's still difficult. It's still, he's older now. And now new challenges arise. And the conflict between him and his father is something that will continue to happen. But it still feels, it's new and it's fresh. And even though it's the same conflict, it's now grown and, and become something different. And I like that about it. And so it doesn't feel like, uh, I don't feel like this movie falls into the trap that most sequels do, which is bigger is better and more, 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 and, and more exaggerated. Yeah, Everything is more wild. It does you know? do that too. Yeah. But to an extent, but it's all based in this foundation of like, we're not just trying to do more of the same thing. We're taking the things that we loved about the first film and we're letting them grow naturally. And we're introducing you know, little spikes of uh, craziness that you know challenges all of our characters to grow and have to stretch and be flexible in different, really insane ways, uh, and some really insane concepts that are you know. There's all this crazy stuff going on, but at the heart of it, the story is very like the conflicts and stuff these characters are going through are very simple. And I think that's what makes the movie so easy to just like tap into. Like what makes it so approachable and so accessible is that the characters all feel like real people struggling with things that I struggle with. And even though they're in these wild circumstances and situations, the heart of everything is still something that's very human and very real. And I, I love that. Yeah. Very much. I, mean, I think that's, that's really the Spider-Man character. It is really, uh, it's probably why it's so, why we relate to it so much. Same thing yeah. with Batman, like those two characters, at least in American culture. Well, well to me, Batman's like uh, always, always Batman. And he, he like, would set aside Bruce Wayne gladly. Yeah, but uh, what I mean is just they, they both have this, like, human side to them that's very relatable. Where I mean, other heroes do as well, but I feel like for some reason, Batman and Spider-Man are just... Yeah, but, something about but those Spider-Man, two. Spider-Man, especially in the comics, like, actually gets it. Like, yeah. There's actually a thing in the comics that they refer to, like, uh, the Peter Parker or Peter Parker luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has really bad <laughs> <laughs> at like as Spider-Man, he's always doing the thing. He's always saving the world, but in his personal life, it's always bad. Yeah. Like, he's always getting broken up with. He's, he always loses uncle Ben. He always loses aunt May. He always yeah. uh, like the people around him. He always loses friends. He always, 
like he and he never gets fulfilled but that's what i like about like this miles morales in this part two is the first part he was a little kid and he needed mentors and he it's really like he got like each mentor kind of taught him one thing Mm -hmm. that really made him grow as a person and then in part two he knows how to be spider-man now he's Mm -hmm. pretty good at it but he, now it's like, but I want a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, he still doesn't know how to be Miles. Yeah, <laughs> you he, know? he's got yeah. he's got no idea. So he still ha- the same mentors are teaching him how to do like this part of his life. Like mm-hmm. this is how you get a girlfriend, silly. There's a girl right there. What are you doing, Miles? <laughs> and his mom's like, go get her. And he's like, but I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, in this one, and he was like longing for Gwen to come back the whole time until she did, yeah. and then. Uh, once she's there, it's like, oh no, you know, you're not here for the right. I liked you. I liked you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I would case and, then, that. and then in the end, meeting himself. Right. Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's real good. It's real good. Because that's something I really loved about the first movie. It's there in the first film, that idea of these, like, you know, the path not taken uh, or the road not taken. And um, this idea that, like, there is a very real possibility that that he could not necessarily have become the prowler, but have been a very different person if he had just foregone his dad completely and just only went after what his uncle wanted, you know? There's a very real possibility for Miles that Miles is a very different person. Yeah. And in yeah, that way. And, and I, I like that in in this in that first film, he's he's not necessarily even picking one side or the other. He's like taking the good with the bad. And he's also it's never like overstated in the first film, but there's definitely a, th- a theme of like grace yeah. for people, especially with like ev- his father's like hatred of Spider-Man because it just flies in the face of like what he values. But then he has this like love for his brother, you know, his who's, yeah, who's just a criminal, who's just a in, criminal in, in his sight, like in a his petty sight. criminal. Yeah. And, but like he's his brother and he still loves him. There's still something valuable, you know, then miles has the same feeling towards both his uncle and his father. It's like, he knows his father's like too hard on him. And, uh, they, they take that. There's that scene like right at the very beginning where his dad is like, Hey, you know, I love you. And he's like, I know. And it's like this, like, you know, you don't really say I love you in movies, like in, in good movies. Cause it usually, <laughs> it's just, it's just a, it's a nice way to like really just relieve tension. And yeah. you don't usually want to relieve tension. No, you want to like, there's never an, I love you. I love yeah, you. Yeah. Unless, yeah. Unless somebody's about to die and then you start going, <laughs> Oh, Oh boy. I love you. you. Know? I love you. Oh no. no. <laughs> oh God. So, but the movie, it's like very right at the very beginning of the first film. It just, it sets the stage of like, this is their relationship. There's tension, but there is love and there's respect between these two. And then they, they immediately like play that scene for for humor when his dad you know gets on the, the loudspeaker on the cop car and is like you got to say it back you know in front of all of his friends and stuff like that, and it's just like it's funny it like sort of uh, relieves the tension in a way that doesn't allow the like the sappy mushiness of like oh, I love you I love you to like be overtake everything, and I lost my thought of trains there but I think that uh, uh, we were talking about Prowler all that oh, stuff. Train. Uh, yeah, so there's a very real like situation where he becomes the darker version of himself, you know, the the side of him that is not helpful. But although I say that, we don't know what the Prowler's like in this world. We have no idea if the Prowler well, is a villain or a hero. 
You know, we assume. I mean, we assume. I'm gonna assume villain because he's real punchy and he's. He doesn't seem like he's a very nice guy. Well, maybe, but I mean, neither is the Punisher. You know what I mean? So it's uh, like maybe he's more in that I mean, line. Who knows? But uh, yeah, but the Punisher wouldn't like I, 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 the whole time they're planning a robbery. You know? Okay, you say that, <laughs> but they don't. They don't say they're going to rob anything. They know that a job is happening and they're going to it. But it's very possible that they're not participating in the job. But maybe they are trying to stop it. I don't think he is a hero in the same sense that Spider-Man is a I hero. I mean, but maybe when the he's other like Miles a, came in, he was frowning. Oh, him that's a sure sign. <laughs> it's guy. a sure sign that he's bad. He's like, who are you? Frown. I'm just saying, I would be, I would not be surprised if they <laughs> twist our expectations a little bit in that in that way. But I just, I do love that the second film brings that uh, that situation back. You know, reintroducing that idea of a potential future for miles as someone who is, you know, whose mentor is the prowler rather than his father uh, or Peter Parker, uh, dad, Peter Parker. And I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it's cool. I, I mean, it's very like mirror. Uh, was it like a, uh, like mirror world type thing, like dark link. Mm. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's not a, it's not a, a new idea, but I love the way that they're implementing it into the story. I think it's perfect. I was going to um, it ends with a Bioshock Infinite moment. Very, yeah, very <laughs> much so. I think both of us were talking about how the movie, the movie's like, what, two, two fifteen, two hours, something like that? It, it feels long, though. A lot happens, so it feels it long. It feels very long. Um, not, it, not in a bad way. Keep, no, not in a bad way. It's great. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, you're, it's going to end now, and then it doesn't, and, it doesn't. and you're like, wow, <laughs> they're going real long. And then, yeah. and then like, it doesn't end again, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't end again, and yeah. you're like, what is happening? <laughs> it felt like we were getting to the end and instead he ends up in this other world. And then I think we were both thinking like afterwards we talked about, it, we're just like, well, hold on a second. There's, There's no way, way we can wrap this wrap up, up yeah. in like, like, I mean, unless we're here for three hours, like, which we might be, I don't know. I didn't check the runtime before I got here, but it doesn't feel like we're going to keep going. Yeah. It feels like we're going to end pretty soon, but it's hard to know because it's already done that already. Yeah. And then, like, they, they and then they keep introducing Instead of wrapping stuff up, they keep introducing more things, stuff. Yeah. And you're like, wait, this isn't how movies work. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then they're like, do oh, we continue? <laughs> oh. And it's like one of the only times where, I mean, there's definitely been times where I have been like excited for it to be continued. But most of the time, it's it's always hit me as more like, ah, oh, man, I really wanted to like no, see this God, conclude. That, that was this one, so good. This one, I was and like, like the, yes, uh, it's the right choice. Not only that, but they 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 brought in that drums uh, solo mm-hmm. that she was doing at the beginning of yeah. the movie, at yeah. the, and they brought it back, and it was just like, oh, like perfect. <laughs> like I wanted to jump up and scream and like, you did it, you really did it, perfect. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's just like, uh, especially him tied up, looking at the other miles. And like he he does that one little finger mm-hmm. flick, and he puts his palm, which is the trick that he learned. Yeah, uh, and he, he's like placing his palm, and he's like sort, he's like just about to smile at the uh-huh. evil Miles, and it's like the drums are crescendoing, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, so let's just assume that the move, the third movie, starts exactly where the second movie leaves off. Okay, the moment. All right. Mm-hmm. I bet Prowler like punches him right in the mouth <laughs> and his like little sparks fizzle out and he's like stuck there. And then 
he's like, they have a heart to heart and then they take him on the job because they've got to t- go to this job and then they're actually I'm, going to stop I'm the going job. to I'm saying I am going to say that here now that that's what's going to happen. And <laughs> uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But if I'm right, just I'm going to say he shocks, gets out of the restraints. They, Uncle, uh, Uncle Anti-Miles team up, fight Miles uh, for a little while to get, to get some action in and Holes mm-hmm. shows up. And then I don't think Holes shows up in that universe, though. He can go anywhere. I know he can, but I don't think he's going to show up there. Uh, he's chasing Miles. Is he? I thought he was, like, waiting for Miles to, like... Yeah, but didn't he go to his regular home? I don't remember. Anyway. A lot happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I need to see it again. <laughs> but yes. uh, And then Gwen was at his regular home. Yes, Gwen but was. But she's... I don't know if she's pieced it together but she was piecing it together yeah, she's figured it out that he went to somewhere else the spiders dna's yeah home so i think she is gonna have to contend with holes the spot um while miles has to figure out some interpersonal conflict i, I think it shows up i think it shows up and then like uh anti miles and miles fight on the same team for a hot minute against holes later not right away i though. mean like i mean i'm thinking right I away think, see i don't think so because i that's i don't know and then and then gwen shows up overpowers holes with mm-hmm. like the might of all four of them and then the i don't know and then the time squad shows up because they're tracking her i don't know like at like right after that i have no idea what the rest of the movie's gonna be yeah or why you would show anti like how do you work anti-miles into any of it it just seems like it should be well, they all team up and they all kill the whole guy somehow. And then the universe is restored. Like, <laughs> But th- now this, they're going to do something with Anti-Miles, but I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, maybe redeem him in some way. No, that wouldn't make any sense. I was like, he dies like the uncle did in the first one. I, I, I don't know. It, I mean, it's probably going to be crazy yeah. and, and good because... Uh, I, well, literally for the third movie, all I'm expecting is they beat holes. So anything that they do that's more than that is like, oh wow. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is the resolution of like what happens with Miles' dad. Like, does Miles alter the canon event, or does it play out the way that oh, it's absolutely. quote unquote supposed absolutely. to? That how that resolves. Either way, they've already broken one. I'm really like, and it didn't implode the whole universe, which was just Miles getting bit. Uh, which was the Indian Spider-Man. Well, okay, so there, people. Yes, but I think the implication is that it has a lasting impact on the multiverse when that happens and it's yeah. unpredictable and so we'll probably see a lot of that happening maybe like they'll show the consequences will probably show up uh, just like the were, like they glitching like they got you know, it under thing, control, so. right now yeah but not much time has passed so i think i think we'll start to see something like that i think we'll see uh i don't know yeah um, but even like philosophically they've already answered it it's you don't let stuff just happen like what Miles is saying to Miguel, like you don't let stuff just happen because that's what's supposed to happen, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Like you're a hero. You you do the heroic thing. You save people. So save people. 
Yeah. And but while Miguel's up there yelling like, no, this, but this thing has, like, that guy has to die. It's I, like, yeah. And then Miles is being like, but that's not what a hero is, you know? I think, yeah. I feel like they're going to find some some middle ground where that is true. Miles is like, his take on it is a good perspective. Yeah. But there's also value in those events because they, he is that like even Miguel talks about how like, you know, Spider-Man doesn't exist without those events. Like these heroes don't happen unless Mar- they have Miles this tragedy. already does exist and it hasn't. Right. But I'm saying like Miles exists as he is as an unfinished like person. You know what I mean? Like he hasn't had like, he's still waiting to have this, this turning point in his life that makes him that much better. You know what I mean? And so it's, uh, I think that's kind of what Miguel's getting at. Although Miguel's going a little too hard, uh, with <laughs> it. way too um, hard. <laughs> now I get it. He lost his kid. He's got, you know, he tried to steal another version of his yeah, kid, lost, all that stuff. It, well, you know. lost his kid twice. Really. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> all that stuff. Yeah. And that'd make any man nuts. It would. But he's nuts. It would make me crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's super nuts. Super nuts. He's all super strong. It's super like scary. Like he's also just, I love how Miles is like, are you even Spider-Man? And like, <laughs> I'm over here like, uh, yeah, guys, anyone asking that question? Cause I, I think he's just a straight up vampire that's pretending to be Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know if that was supposed know. to be like a werewolf thing or like, they uh, talk about him like being a vampire, a but spider, like a spider. Yeah. I don't know, but it just, he's got vampire vibes to me. So it just, to me, it came off more werewolf, like the secluded, like, very like suave and ele- like he's very Dracula. Not werewolf to me is always like uncontrolled, like v- anger and v- and it's more like. Well, I mean, like in the middle of fighting, he suddenly transformed into like a he's beast got like a thing, beast. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Dracula's got that side too. But it's just like I don't know. Or vampires have that side to them. But I feel like werewolves are traditionally just always like out of control monsters, whereas vampires are a bit more in control of things but the werewolves they're yeah. in control until they out of control yeah and then they lose it they're kind of like well they're like they're like fighting like a normal man well they they're like, they're like very the similar like, to like you, like me when you got I'm peter angry. parker and you have spider-man you have two personalities who have very different experiences in the world and uh maybe a werewolf is a very uh bad version of that <laughs> because it's like you have someone who's in control of their life and then suddenly they are not and uh who knows have you seen the comics where uh, there's one really weird one where Doc Ock gets like ultimately beaten by Spider-Man, but he like he does this thing where he takes control of Spider-Man's body. He like puts his mind in Spider-Man. Okay. So he's Doc Ock is now Spider-Man. But Spider-Man's mind is there, but he's repressing it. Mm-hmm. But he goes around trying to live as Spider-Man for a while. So he's got all of his powers because he's in his body. And like the first thing he does is come across uh Scorpion, I think. And like Scorpion starts to fight with Spider-Man. And Doc Ock just, Doc Ock, the whole time he's lived his whole life, when he throws a punch, he throws a punch. Mm-hmm. But he does it with Spider-Man's strength. And then it like, it decapitates Scorpion. Like it murders him. There's blood everywhere. And it's like, Played off like a horror yeah. show. And it's like, Spider-Man was this strong, and he <laughs> he was pulling his punches the whole time he fought me. 
<laughs> and it's like it just keeps doing stuff like that uh-huh. uh, until finally he eventually like keeps living as Spider-Man. And he's like, I can't do this. Like, and uh, gives it back to Peter Parker. And then Peter mm-hmm. Parker actually puts Doc Ock's mind back in Doc Ock body. I don't know. That part's dumb. But the point is, uh, the, yeah, the whole time Peter Parker is literally not hitting you as hard as he can because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he was if he was throwing real punches, it would be a one punch fight every time. And mm-hmm. then it's not like you're knocked out. It's like you're straight it like you're dead. Yeah. Like his fist would go through. <laughs> Uh, like not a regular dude it's uh scorpion i think or electro or one of them uh-huh. and like it went through his body like it ripped his limbs off <laughs> like that's how hard he punches that's fun i like that <laughs> that is one good thing about i mean because you can get sort of tired of of all of the you know it's like more of this hero more of this hero and even the the guys who help make you know we're part of making this film uh, there's a lot of people that worked on this movie but it's the uh, the phil lord and christopher miller those two i think it was i saw something they were talking about how like there's no such thing as as a superhero fatigue you know because that's the term that's been thrown around a lot recently especially during this phase of marvel films and how people are like oh they're just tired of superhero movies it's like no they're not tired of superhero movies they're just tired of the oh, yeah. same tori- yeah. story being told every single time with no like innovation and no change to it. So it's just like, that's why people love this movie. It's a superhero movie. They're just telling a good story with it, you know? And they're letting, they're letting the craft and the story like inform each other and do that. Whereas like a lot of Marvel movies right now are just like, nope, craft have to be exactly this way. Doesn't matter if the story wants to push the craft in a different direction. (laughs) Got to, Got to repress that. Got to repress that. Hold it in, you know, like, and yeah, just be, have to be silly. Gotta be this thing here and all witty and exactly like <laughs> Star Lord, okay? Because Star Lord made us a lot of money. So we need more Star Lords. So, anyways, there's a million gazillion comic books, but I do love how it opens up the op- opportunities for really interesting storylines like the one you just talked about. Yeah. It's cool. So, <laughs> some of them get weird. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Some of them don't work either, but when they do work, it's cool because it's like they're just, you know, they're like having fun with it. Have you, have you seen uh, the Batman who laughs? No. It's a, it's like a, I'm not a comic book guy. It's, a, so. it's like a newer version of Batman, but in one universe he gets, the Joker poisons him. Okay. Uh, he He's actually like killing the Joker. Or he gets to the point where the Joker is dying and, uh, his last breath, the Joker exhales the Joker toxin into Batman, which then corrupts his mind. Mm-hmm. So he turns into like this evil, sadistic guy who is the world's smartest detective <laughs> and who plans everything in advance. Mm-hmm. And he like basically goes throughout. He can't can do anything. Like goes through the entire DC universe and does whatever he wants. And he's he's like crazy. It's it's nuts. It's gross. <laughs> Because it's the Joker, but it's it's like Batman's powers, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like a it's more like a horror take if that happened. Mm-hmm. And he has like I don't know where the little Robins come in, but there's like little he has like a team of Robins that look like they bite people. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I didn't read the comics uh, of that. I know there's the Batman who laughs, but he has little 
like feral rabid robins that follow him it's weird but yeah with with infinity uh universes in the comic book world that's one of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, it's so weird i'll show you after and just like just seeing the batman is weird but uh just how he looks mm-hmm. and then like he has like robin on leashes like, <laughs> as if he's a feral rabid dog and robin's just like <laughs> and there's like two or three of them i think music in this movie pretty great so good all the characters pretty great a lot of good performances across the board a lot of great great talent in this movie speaking of talent uh a lot of great artists all the different worlds are very cool uh, my favorite was Gwen's world with the um, watercolors. Yeah, painting background. I just loved the, uh, and how everything, all the emotions were expressed through like sort of hazy kind of splashes of various colors and things. And the the, the world would change color as like, you know, the temperature of the conversation would change. Yeah. I like that. You think, uh, <laughs> you think living in that world, they notice that? I don't know. It's like, bro, you're really mad right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> cool down. Cool. That wall needs to be a cool, breezy blue yeah. until I talk to you. <laughs> right now, it's bright red. That would be great. <laughs> be super helpful. You have all these, uh, all these women. It's like I put out these signals to dudes, and they never <laughs> see it. Like, but the whole world behind them would be like hearts and like mm-hmm. pink. <laughs> you look up and you're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. I've been seeing a lot of posts online about like how dense dudes are and like mm-hmm. the the signals that they just don't even and that's got me that's got me thinking like back in high school. I was like, Oh that girl probably liked me a lot. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, you were so dumb, Jeremiah. Like, oh, that was so dumb. I was like, I always wondered why. <laughs> That was so weird why she would do that. Oh. <laughs> like like in the past two weeks, I've thought of a, cu- a couple of times where that applied. I was I was playing uh, Destiny, and I was talking to my friend playing Destiny with me, and uh, we were talking. I told him a story. I was like, why would that? Oh. And I'm like, I'm figuring this out literally. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like 15 years later. <laughs> oh. Uh, she's probably married now. <laughs> Shucks. Hey, I uh, just want to let you know, I've been thinking about something you said 15 years ago. and um, I finally figured out. You were, yes. You I, were telling me you liked me. Huh? I, I would like to go to the trampoline park with you. <laughs> I think that'd be great. <laughs> Where did you get my number? You creep. <laughs> Are you stalking me? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm just going to, like, if we keep going, I'm just going to just gush about, yeah, I like that part. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> I like that. Any last thoughts? I like that uh, part. Oh, all <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that part. I like that part, too. I do. I do. I liked the the touch when they walk into the Spider-Man building. They're, they walk in upside down. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, who thought of that? <laughs> I mean, okay, the conversation on the skyscraper that uh, between him and Gwen, uh, I think it's the same conversation where he, like, tries to hold her hand and she says something about, like, she, like, hints at something and he's like, yeah, Gwen and Spider-Man. Like, in every universe, Gwen and Spider-Man, like, fall for each other. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. all right. And he starts to kind of, like, 
He moves his hand towards it, and then she's like, and every time it never works out. And okay, like, all right. Shuts him down cold. <laughs> he pulls his hand back, and they're just sitting there, and then they show this, like, wide shot where it's, like, them hang like sitting upside down on the thing but then they also show the shot where they're right side up and the world is upside down yeah and it's just beautiful like, i was thinking about so many times like that as, a, they, as like a background oh yeah yeah like, i'm sure so it's there somewhere the visual storytelling in this movie movie <laughs> is very good i don't know there's so many movies where you can get just kind of like into a habit of the camera goes here. The camera goes there. The camera goes right there. And that's what you do. And that's how you make a movie. And the movie is told through the words that the characters say. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. But in a movie like this, they've just given themselves, no pun intended, but like an, just a infinite canvas of like ways that they can tell stories. And they're not afraid to like be super stylized or lean heavily into these styles even when it means like things might be more confusing or more chaotic and less like harder to follow. Yeah. They're just like, no, we're going to trust that like the story is going to be, the people are going to be able to connect with the characters. And even when it gets wild and, and maybe harder to follow that they're going to stick with it. So I just, I love that the world itself is just, uh, you know, it's an echo chamber, not an echo chamber, but it's just a bounce board for like what's happening in the lives of these characters, you know? The choice of where to put the camera seems like, well, yeah, it's just one, you know, it's a single choice, but it's a very important choice. And they continually make very bold decisions with where to put the camera. And it always feels like it's like before every shot, it feels like they're asking themselves so many questions of like, you know, what is going to like, what about this scene is going to move things forward? Yeah, or what can the camera add? What can the camera do to, what they're saying? to emphasize yeah. what's happening between these characters? Yeah, the camera placement a lot puts like tells more than what they're just saying. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it allows the characters crazy, to not yeah. just say everything that they're feeling. You're able to see. I mean, I'm just explaining art, but like you know, it's just like, <laughs> but whatever. It's just turns like you out, don't, when you don't see it as out, much. Humans can communicate with like, more wow. than words. <laughs> It's just, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I just, it's fun when you see movies like this that, that are just truly just masterworks. I don't know. I feel like this movie, um, everything everywhere all at once, they're just doing things that are really interesting and different than what everyone else is doing. And I, I'm here for that. I like that. I'm happy about it. And I'm going to be like, and please do more of that. <laughs> more of the different until, stuff. Please. Until I get sick of the, that thing. Well, <laughs> what I mean is like, I, like this Just movie felt it, yeah. very much in line with what the first movie was. It feels like they're the same thing, but it also feels very fresh and new. It doesn't feel like they're just rehashing old stuff. So I like that. Uh, we may already talked about that all that, but you know, and they don't just like rely on surprise reveals or cameos to like carry the story forward. Like we're not just like, sitting there going, oh, when this character showed up. Yeah, that means this is an amazing movie. And it's like, no, the story that's is the really guy, good. That's the guy's voice from New Girl. It just, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> that just happens to also be a part of this. But it feels less like, oh, here's a bunch of like cool actors that you know and actresses. And more like, no, this is an exciting cast because all these really cool people were really excited to work on it. You know, that's what it feels like, so. 
It's the girl from Hawkeye. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I love this movie. <laughs> when we were done watching it, I went on to Letterboxd, and I I have this thing, I've said it before, where I get nervous about putting my review in. I don't know why. It's like this peer pressure type thing. Not even peer pressure. I just feel, like, weird about it. I'm always wondering, like, oh, man, like, what if I, like, love this movie, <laughs> and, like, it turns out the movie's dumb, and, like, I'm dumb because I liked it. You know, I whatever. I've talked about this before. Oh, no. Uh, so I'll I always go and look being... at... I'll look the at the people I follow. Gets the critics, yeah. like ninety-nine percent of critics loved this movie. I'm like, I agree with that one percent guy. I yeah. agree with him. Well, I always go and like, I, not always, but I tend to like look at the people that I follow that I have the most respect for, I would and never, I go, what I would did they never give it? Do that. And then I'll usually go somewhere in the middle between like what I was wanting to give it <laughs> and what they gave it. You, comp- and sometimes you compromise. I do. Sometimes, well, because I compromise because I assume that they're that, right. That no, well, not necessarily that they're right, but that I'm missing something. That I'm not smart enough, mm, or okay, that my taste is not good enough to really appreciate the movie. I just kind of go in assuming that that's a thing, and so I try to balance it out. But with this I'll, movie, I'll do that if I feel like I'm missing information. Okay. But usually the dislike will still be like, well, that was dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> and not only that, but I, I don't know. I feel like if I didn't get it, then I, there's not a lot of hope for like an average. I mean, I'm not trying to brag in that no, way. No. I'm just being, I'm just being truthful. Like, I feel like if I miss something, then either I really wasn't paying attention or it was a severe flaw. Mm. so yeah even like looking for even when i feel like i'm missing information and look for it like that mm-hmm. i still feel i still come out of it a lot of the time still feeling like it was a flaw but yeah what you're saying no. yeah so well this time i just i was about to scroll down and like see what and i was like don't do nope it. nope i'm just gonna go with my gut on this one yeah. five stars i yes. was like five stars i don't care i love the heck out of this movie i don't understand how spider society works but <laughs> I still love this movie, and uh, it, it really it's does. So it. good, and just so like, I just I know. like in Rick and Morty, I know. and I'm like... I'm joking, but it's just funny to think about. I want to like see a movie that's all just somebody trying to figure out how that society <laughs> of only spider people works, and like like why did you decide to take this like low paying job that you work at between the hours of like three and four a.m. Uh, in I'm your world, spy- and the then Spider-Man like engineer, how many yeah like. How many crimes and, and like tragedies have you not prevented because you are here working at the subway in yeah. Spider Society? Out, it turns like out you're they're like, all clones except all- for like the, the time <laughs> the time force. Yeah, only those are the only ones that aren't clones. That would actually be trippy if they tried to actually explain the society. <laughs> I would not want that, but I think that would be uh, weird yeah, if they were like nobody does. Nobody right. does. But it just was and I'm asking like I said, I'm I'm mostly joking about this. I just think it's funny. But anyways, <laughs> I love this movie. I think it's great. So Go the, see so it. So there's if a spider hot dog vendor. There's a guy who picks up his trash. <laughs> right, right. There's a guy who takes care of that Spider Man's dog yeah. while he's at work. <laughs> right. There's a spider. There's a spider person dog there's a walker. Spider person who makes the trash bags that picks up the dog poop with. 
So right. the, well, yeah, there's spider, there's spider person, uh, baristas, and a, co- a coffee like shop. Spider somebody man. was driving that train, or at least working on the train, taking tickets. You know what I mean? Like, there's like a ticket taker, <laughs> Spider Man. So, I I did assume that was a fully automated train. I, that's why I jumped to ticket taker because I'm like, okay, it's an automated thing, but there's still somebody. I don't know. I'm just saying, there's somebody. There's a janitor on that on that train. <laughs> Who knows? There there, there's a Spider Man. You don't have Spider Society without. <laughs> there's a Spider Man flying around, <laughs> keeping all of the birds out of the way <laughs> of that train, right? Like we have to do for planes. I mean, it's trippy. But like we still rely upon like hawks to keep airfields with no birds. That's the thing. Yeah. If you have a hawk, generally birds will know. And they'll stay a mile or two away. Or try to. Mm. Uh, especially if the hawk makes its presence known. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So around big airfields where they'll have birds flying around. They'll get a guy with a hawk out there and the hawk flying up and just go, caw, caw, and then birds won't come around. That's so interesting. I did not know that. Otherwise, like that jet engine will suck in a bird. Yeah. And then that jet engine will be ruined. <laughs> yeah. A quick, a quick million or two, just because you sucked in one single bird. Well, there you go. It was a good one. It was a good one. Is it time for tacos? Yeah.